0: This is Manifest Mindset, where we delve into our true passions, inspire the best out of ourselves, and live our life with true intention every single day. All right, let's start.
1: Uh, welcome back to another episode of Manifest Mindset. Uh, today, we have a special episode where we're recording in the morning for the first time ever. Um, right now, it's, it's 8.30 my time and then 5.30 a.m. Uh, at next time.
0: Absolutely. So, yeah, we've usually been recording at night when we can kind of coordinate our schedules and stuff, but, you know, starting the weekend off right, getting it going, having a fresh start to the day, never something to complain about. Yeah, definitely. So, it's, Bob, it's, it's, you, you went through some kind of a crazy week last time we were talking and just on the kind of early part of that. Tell me how that. that all go for you? Say that one more time. I'm Sorry yeah so last time I know when we were talking on this podcast, you were going through a pretty crazy week uh, full of a lot of busy stuff yeah how how' that end up for you? Tell me more about that
1: yeah it, um I think last time when we talked it was it was like the end uh the end of that that cycle yeah. um and then this week i I just been working on on stuff uh for for my challenge that that I, I set last week. Um, and, and then I'm also preparing for the what's going to happen next, the next few weeks. Um, so, so, so nothing really much happened. I uh, just really been trying to to put out more content and, and uh, do my goal, try to reach my goal. Is that, that yeah. yeah. What about you, Nick?
0: It's, <laughs> oh my goodness, Bob, it's been a whirlwind over here in a great way. So when we talked last, I was getting ready to go out to a trip to LA and everything like that. So I went out to LA. Um, blast of a time down there. It was really good. Um got to catch up with some friends for a while, which is really nice. But then okay. I also got to meet with the director of one of the residency programs down there I'm looking into. Yes, yes. How'd that go? It was good. Yeah, it was great. So it was awesome seeing the facility. Great kind of meeting the director in person. Seems like a really good guy. Um, he answered a ton of my questions. I've got a lot more perspective and detail about it now. And it's just it's good having that face familiarity so that when I do apply and put my name in there, you know, he really knows who I am and I know who he is. Um, it's something I'm kind of excited about for the interview process too. When the interview does come around after that first application wave goes through, the people they bring to it actually, part of what they do is they have, you know, they'll have a typical interview where you sit down, and you chat with a bunch of different people that work there and all that kind of fun stuff. But then they'll, they'll also, because it's a physical therapy job, they'll have me perform a physical therapy evaluation and treatment on one of their teaching faculty there.
1: Oh, wow. That's interesting. So,
0: yeah. So I think that's a cool opportunity, you know, to not only to gauge the sense of a person's competence and their understanding based on, you know, what they've done in the past and um, what's on their resume and what they can talk about their life, but also, you know, let's put the practical skills into action and see how they interact with patients and everything because ultimately that's what they're hiring people to do. So that was a ton of fun. Then I um, went out around the Santa Monica, Venice area, had a lot of kind of fun little touristy stuff on the beach. Then um, hiking around some different parts of LA, went to Dodger Stadium, um, went up on some kind of lookout areas, uh, then just exploring downtown for a while. Um, so that was a blast. Then late, so Saturday, I took the bus coming back up and it was actually kind of crazy, Bob. I almost ended up missing the bus. Oh, wow. So what happened was um, I I was at the stop pretty early, like half an hour early and stuff, but then the bus never came to it for whatever reason. So I had to call an Uber and kind of race hectically to get to the next stop before the bus did. So I made it to the next stop with like three minutes to spare. But so thankfully made it on there. That was all good. Uh, then, so I got back in late Saturday night, back to my place up here. Uh, then one of the other PT friends I've met, we planned a trip to go to, out to Yosemite together. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it was snowing a bunch that weekend. But anyway, so we left like 5 a.m. Sunday morning, spent the whole day there overnight, uh, then uh, bought a Monday there. So we spent, you know, a good two days just hiking around in the wilderness, um, having a ton of fun with that. And it was it's been an absolute blast.
1: Wow. That's exciting. That's a weekend right there. That's
0: a week. That is a weekend right there, my friend.
1: That's awesome. Good for you.
0: Yeah. So it's, uh, it's been great taking advantage of the opportunities while I'm out here in California, you know, with being my first time out and, you know, not knowing exactly when I'll be back for sure, but just try and soak up all the experience. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. No, I, especially with the interview too, It's it, it seems like a thorough interview process and then you going out and, and all the hiking and stuff. It uh, seems, it sounds really, very really fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's, um, you know, a lot of great stuff in the moment, but also kind of preparing me for the future at the same time. And that's, that's really what I've been trying to be about these last few years of my life is how can I, you know, have a ton of just fun and be in the present um, because I think too many people delay, you know, a lot of times we hear good things, about, But if you're just waiting for happiness till the next stage of your life, man, it's not, it's not going to get there. It's not just going to, Wait up. And, you know, yeah. I think a lot of us assume that, you know, if we aren't happy or fulfilled for the first 45 years of our life, that we're going to be double fulfilled for the second half. And I just, that's not true at all. You got to enjoy every moment while still preparing for the future.
1: Yeah, there's, there's this saying, um I don't know who said it, but basically success does not you don't want success to happen to you by accident you want success to happen to you on purpose and and i think that that applies the same thing with with happiness right you you don't want happiness to come by accident you want to get it on purpose
0: absolutely you want to you want to live the life with intention and say hey what are my values and how do i best align my life with that i couldn't agree more bob
1: yeah yeah. something that i wanted to talk about today um, was this idea of being pregnant and
0: <laughs> wait, 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 say that again. I just want to make sure I heard you right.
1: It's like it's the idea of being pregnant,
0: okay? That's that's exactly what I thought I heard from your mouth, okay? So, like,
1: you know, how like when you have a big it's baby, not, it's, not, it's, not,
0: it's not very often I hear uh, my male friend Bob Chain talk about being pregnant. So, anyways, continue, yeah, Bob. So,
1: so you know, you know, how somebody when somebody's pregnant, right? They, they have they have a bigger belly, yep, <laughs> with, with like a fetus inside and all of that. Um,
0: all that good stuff.
1: So w- when it comes to, to reaching for your goals, I feel like it's very analogous to being pregnant. So w- when you first have the baby, when you're in the, the thought process of thinking to yourself, oh my God, I'm going to have a baby. I'm going to be able to, to have my own kid, be able to raise my own kid. That's a, that's a pleasurable moment, right? You have to think um, and, and the moment you conceive the baby, right? That's also a pleasurable moment. But then once you start having the baby inside of you right you're starting to get symptoms it starts to get uncomfortable and then over the time over nine months it becomes more and more uncomfortable until you give birth which is the most uncomfortable phase once the baby's out uh you you have up and down moments like it's not perfect but uh there are days when when your baby's crying and days when your baby's uh, you're really happy with your baby right and that's the same thing with with anything like with uh, with weight loss, for example right um you in your mind, you think to yourself, "Oh my god, I'm gonna lose twenty pounds I'm gonna be able to wear this dress I'm gonna be able to to go on the beach and wear that bikini right But then once you start losing weight, you start to get symptoms of being pregnant right you get to start you start to feel tired a little bit, you start to feel hungry, and then over time, it gets harder and harder but um it, it, as long as you keep on going and you give birth there's still there's still gonna be times of up and downs. Uh, when that baby's out there, but but there are moments when you're gonna look at your baby and, and feel super happy and super proud to have that baby made. Now, where where most of us go wrong is when we when we have the baby half pregnant, when we try to to be half pregnant. So we're we're four months into the symptoms, we're four months into our baby, and then we decide ourselves we don't want a baby anymore, and we just stop and the baby never comes out. So that's, that's, that's something I want to talk about today because that's something that I've been struggling with. And I, I, I don't know uh, about you, Nick, but, but having a baby is hard.
0: <laughs> you know, Bob, I, um, I, I appreciate the analogy and the depth that you went into that. Um, and it was, it was interesting hearing your idea comparing, you know, the, the stages of trial and literally labor um, to achieving your goals and everything, but there are a couple moments in there. Where I'm just like, man, he, you know, Bob's talking about you're trying to lose weight, then you get pregnant. Yeah, that's pre- pregnancy is going to make it hard to lose weight. Um, no, but that's that's interesting. So, Bob, what what led you to think about it that way at first? Um, I,
1: I don't know. It's just it just seemed so like such a such a big connection between uh weight loss business success anything else um because
0: gotcha. yeah so okay and now so you said that you that's something that you struggle with at times at what stage do you find yourself in so do you find yourself like you talked about kind of trying to have a premature delivery of your goals
1: yeah so so, so here's the, here's the story so um so last week I set a goal for myself to bring 400 to 600 people to my um, my Facebook my my, my funnel.
0: Um, Absolutely, a very a very lofty goal, but you know, accountable and um, achievable.
1: Yes. So I tried my best, and on we were supposed to record a podcast two days, three days ago, and I yep. I, I messaged Nick. I was like, there, "There's some technical difficulties. Um, I need more time to do this." So so we recorded. Uh, today on Saturday this morning. And uh, one of my biggest fears, or my biggest limiting beliefs that I needed to break through uh, week one, um, for for anything was this idea of spending money, like getting used to having money and and having this flow of money, either spending it on ads, or getting money myself.
0: Gotcha, which I'm sure is a is a natural fear for a lot of us but Bob tell me about for you because we all we don't also want to be spending money whimsically but we have to invest in to get investment out so tell me about what part for you and your business and your mindset do you feel like you're being held back by by being paralyzed by the idea of oh I can't shed a little green.
1: yeah in, in my mind I'm like okay so going back to that pregnancy phase the, the thought of, of spending money and then having, having customers and getting, um, getting a return back is pleasurable, right? But but then there's also a lot of trial and error with that, like having those symptoms, giving birth, um, where, where there are times when it's not going to be all you put a dollar in, and then you got to get $2 back, right? So so the, right. thought, the, the, the thought process, that, that's what the thought process is, when you're trying to spend money on advertisement.
0: Um, Everybody wants the absolute guarantee. And it's a, uh you know, it's harder to take the risk when it actually truly is a risk.
1: Yes. And, and it's always a risk, right? There, there's no guarantees in, in any, in anything. Um, and, and I think that's what makes it so hard for me because it, it's scary. Uh, there was this one time I was on, um, I was on a phone call with, with uh, Jordan Syatt. Uh he, he was one of my previous mentors and I asked him, how, how do you do with the, the fear of spending money? Like, what if you spend, a uh, hundred dollars and and it just all disappears like what do you do with if, if you don't have money or or anything and and he responded with welcome to the game man <laughs> and, and and yeah that that's pretty much the game with um entrepreneurship right right spending money and, absolutely
0: and taking taking the calculated risk um sorry bob i didn't mean to interrupt you you keep yeah, going no, ahead
1: no no it's it's okay um but i, I think entrepreneurship or starting your own Business, at least whatever it is, either online, physical, is the the surest thing for fastest personal growth, in my opinion, because it, it re- requires your mind to to catalyst, to 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 yes, because because you're you're battling with yourself, right? Because you're sitting here, you're on your computer, you're writing blogs, you're, you're uh messaging potential clients, you're doing all these things, and then in your mind, you're always thinking. Why? Why are you doing this? You could just get a job and, and be happy. Or or are you gonna actually do this or are you just gonna fail? Is your mom gonna look down on you? Like there's all these dots, and then and as you're doing this yourself, you I, I have to catalyst myself to prevent these dots from happening. Um, and and for me to do that is one, I guess I, I listen to I, I talk to you about this and I also record stuff on my daily podcast. Uh, but I also uh, listen to positivity around me um, but 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 what I'm going with this is, is um so 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 last week I, I didn't I didn't really achieve my goal, so the goal was four hundred people. I got no. around seventy people to my phone, okay. but no. I, I don't want to seem this is like a cop out, but I did my one hundred percent best when I was trying to drive people And i i this was actually. The first time out of my comfort zone, where I did so many different tactics. Actually, it was one of the the highest um, opt-in rates. Uh, so, so when people come into the website, it was one of the highest opt-in rates that I got so far. Um, oh, fantastic! So, so, Bob, yeah, tell
0: me, tell me more about what your tactics, what you did, and why you felt like you truly gave it a hundred percent for all those listeners out there.
1: Yep. So, so the so I got an opt-in rate of nineteen percent for every. So that that means for every ten people. For every 100 people come in, 19 people opt in. Um, that doesn't sound like a lot, but normal squeeze page opt-in rates are around uh, 15 to 25%, which I gotcha. felt like I, I hit, so so that was good. Um, but but I but I had around 70 people come in. Um, so what I did, so normally in the past, I would just put one Facebook ad, and I'll put one Facebook ad, I'll put $5 in, and that's it, All right? I'll just watch. and. In three days, I would say to myself, "Okay, that's not working. I'm turning off and and I just quit forever." Now, because I had this goal set for myself on Saturday, I was I, I couldn't do that, right? I couldn't go back to my old ways. I needed to find a different way. So I put um, five different ads out, all with five dollars each, just just for a day, um, and I I tested different hooks with each one. So every one of them had different headlines. Uh, gotcha. So. So everyone, uh, I wanted to see which ad would perform better than the other. And that would act as a testing material for myself to see which one would work the best, right? So after two days, I weeded weeded four of them out and I stuck with one. And what I did with that is I created a lookalike audience. So I took the people that clicked and viewed that ad and I created a, an audience that was bigger, that looked exactly like the people that did it. And, okay, then, I, sure. and then I created a video ad, uh, which which I never done before. And I retargeted those people uh, with that, which is a new experience. And, and that was a, a higher opt-in rate.
0: And right, just, which makes sense. So people who have already shown interest, you're trying to get those same people to show even more interest in the future. So so
1: again, I don't want to seem like this is a cop-out or anything, but okay. Um the th- this is the first time that I actually put this much effort into my ads. Now, absolutely. I think the next time that I try, or actually, I'm going to keep them going after this because I'm not I'm not going to quit. I think that's the purpose of, yeah, of this yeah. week, uh, this week's sure, challenge. You
0: know, these obstacles, and Bob, you know what I hear from you is, and this is affirmed by your documentation on this podcast all along the way throughout your journey. But you've had a series of times where you've had a set of obstacles in front of you um, and they've looked daunting. Sometimes you've kind of ran laterally around them. Sometimes you've jumped over them. Sometimes you've tried to push right through. Other times you kind of frozen your place and it took you a while to get going. Um, and, you know, initially those obstacles were things that prevented you from even starting whatsoever, but you keep finding a way around, under, through, over different of these obstacles along the way. And it's great seeing that growth. So yeah, of course, you know, once you start tasting the success more and more, th- of course, I don't expect you to say, okay, yep, we uh, achieved that goal. We're done. Um, no need to set lofty goals. I just wanted to get one small thing checked off my box. and then we're done with this whole business thing. No, of course, I know you're going to keep going with it. I know that you're hungry for it. So this is something that you're absolutely passionate about. And obviously I can tell that you're not just going to kind of stop where you're at. You're going to keep breaking through obstacles. And, you know, you're not the kind of guy where it's something that you've cared about, that you've invested in so much that you're just going to say, all right, I want to check off a small goal and check the box and say, I'm done with the whole business thing. Um, of course, you're going to keep going with that. And I wouldn't expect any less of you.
1: Yeah, you know, this is hard because I, I think throughout the, these podcasts, um, these these few months that we've been doing them, I had a lot of failures uh, in, in these podcasts. And then I've been like publicly announcing them and and it's hard but at the same time it's it's um it's what's the word cathartic catharticizing? Um,
0: uh, cathartic yeah
1: yeah cathartic it, it allows me to to reflect and figure out ways of how i can move forward more um i think this podcast uh specifically manifest mindset really acts as a as a hammer for my wall so it allows me to hit through the wall and each time i fail i think there's another crack um that allows me to bust through.
0: Absolutely. I saw a quote recently that says, I don't lose. I either win or I learn and, you know, great mindset to go after anything, any long-term goal that you're trying to go after you either, you either accomplish that or you find a different way of tackling your issue.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's hard. It's hard. And, And I guess I think this is, this is reality, but because, Nobody in the world just, just does something and then right out the gate, they're successful at what they want to achieve.
0: Absolutely. We we see the highlights. And, you know, I can I know I can talk about this in my experiences. There's been even though, Bob, I talked about my kind of amazing weekend and it truly was an amazing weekend. Things haven't been all sunshine and rainbows either. Um, I've had some struggles that have led to a lot more self-reflection ways that I can continue to improve on myself, failures I've encountered, encountered. And, it, um, you know, it's, it's easy to talk about this stuff when everything's upbeat and doing well and you keep meeting all your goals consistently. But that's not the reality of it. It takes time and intention. And it's hard to talk about these things when you've got a failure in the moment and you have to kind of reach and dig down deep to say, of course, I'm not going to give up. That's not who I am. That's not how I define myself. And I've got to keep pushing through.
1: Yeah. no i I yes, and I, I don't want to seem like this is an episode where where I'm debbie down i'm I'm a debbie downer um uh, because again, this is just reality for myself um
0: absolutely but- and it's it's okay to be you know being positive isn't about saying I only focus on things that are good, it's about seeing reality and seeing, hey, what can I be capable of doing within it? how can I influence? my reality. So Bob, you're taking your experiences that you have and we're just, we're being realistic. You're not sugarcoating it. You're not pretending that it's something that it's not, but then we'll get to the face later of saying, okay, how do we grow and how do we keep going forward with it?
1: Yeah. I, I think that that's also an interesting topic um, to, to talk about as well. Like this idea of sugarcoating your own, uh, successes and failures or, or i guess just failures and yeah. they're not posturing because i think uh f- for for some people i, I don't want to generalize but some people for them to actually start they need to first realize what their own failures are
0: tell me more about that
1: so so if if they if they uh tell everybody that they have a bmw they have this great house um But then in reality they're living at home with with no heat and (laughs) and they're barely uh moving along to eat and although they have these materialistic things they're they're postures they're posturing themselves to other people um and, and not showing the true i guess true self so and and they're unhappy because they're they're posturing they're not showing their true self um but then for them to actually move forward they need to admit that they they have these uh failures to themselves instead of actually posturing does that make sense
0: absolutely i mean i think you know i don't know if i want to call it a secret of life but you've ultimately got to be one of the secrets out there is you've that shouldn't be much of a secret is we've got to be ourselves we have to you know for myself nick davis i've got to truly own every little piece of myself that there is and you know, treat it with dignity and honor and do the best I can to live, live my life and ultimately not be afraid to share that. Now there are certain details that, you know, I might not share with absolutely everybody initially, but that will come with time as relationships build. Absolutely. And yeah, I think you just, it's about being genuine with who you are, not trying to sugarcoat anything. You know, I think, that some people try and just share all their highlights. Some people try and be Debbie Downers to get sympathy, but you just got to be who you are and be realistic with yourself and go after goals. But I mean, like you said, Bob, it's, I'm not pretending that it's comfortable at all. It's, it can be, it can shake you up sometimes where, you know, you do have these failures and all of a sudden you're admitting them to the public. Um, But at the same time, it's kind of, it's kind of freeing as well because it allows you to move past the, uncertainty in your own head i know for myself when i talk about some of the things that i haven't done as great on or i've kind of quote unquote failed or learned from what happens is i get i get nervous because i don't it's not a comfortable feeling i don't enjoy failure but then i spend some time thinking over it how can i learn from it how can i reflect from it then when i share it with people all of a sudden it takes that burden off my chest because what happens is I typically find myself kind of worried on two ends of it. Worried on one end of, hey, I failed. And just the fact of what it was. Other than on the second end is, what are people around me going to think of me because I failed? Um, now, I'm not I'm not saying that I dwell on it intensely, but it's, it's a pattern. It's something that I've had in my past that I'm trying to get better and better at breaking. And I do feel like I'm better and better at breaking it, but it's still... It's still a fight. So I don't want to pretend that, you know, just because I'm doing this podcast, it automatically makes me qualified and automatically makes me um, able to accomplish things with ease.
1: Yeah, of course. So, so so you're saying that when when there are moments that you fail, um, you, you have these two different beliefs that show up. One belief is uh, wh- what, what, what do I think about myself and what other people think about me? Is that what you're saying?
0: Right absolutely yeah and when i can even though it's uncomfortable when i can flush kind of the other and worry much less about what other people think about me what that allows me to do is just focus on what do i think about me and when i don't have those two things at the same time what i've found for myself in my life bob is when i really boil it down to what do i think about me i'm doing good it might not be perfect it might not be perfection but I know that I'm, you know, I'm rolling with the punches. I'm taking, I'm struggling as an active verb, struggling to take action. I'm taking action in my life. So once I kind of break down the barriers of worrying what other people think about me or not, I find out that I'm doing pretty good for myself.
1: Mm. Well, I like it. Me too. I I feel the same. I feel the same. I I think that that's also um, David Goggins, right? I think we mentioned him last week but he talks about th- having a cookie jar. Yep. Do, do you know, do you, are you familiar with this?
0: You have to do, you, remind me of the story, Bob.
1: So uh, every time we have um, wins in life, we put we put that in the cookie jar, right? So eventually wh- when we're in times of, of hardship or in times that requires a lot of mental talents uh, or mental, mental strength and it's us versus ourselves, we can always go back to that cookie jar and remember a time of, um, a moment of time where we achieved something that was uh, great to us. And then that will act as fuel to help us push through the wall, quote unquote, push through whatever barrier there is.
0: So Um, Bob, as you were talking about, um, Goggins talked about the cookie jar. And I've got similar experiences in my life where I, don't necessarily focus on a cookie jar or on a certain collective of victories or things that I've accomplished, but I focus on where I used to come from. I, you know, you've heard a lot of my um, stories from my past and uh, some uh, people who have listened to this podcast all the way through um, know a decent amount of my history where I've come from. And there are a lot of very, very challenging moments. So what I did is I, I think about those. I think about where I came from, my roots, and how far I've come. So not only where I've been, how far I've come, but the effort it took to get in there. Because Bob, um, you know, you brought up a good point about remembering the victories. Um, but what what happens what happens when you, you know, you remember things or victories that yes, you achieved external um success, but you didn't have to put in a ton of effort to get there. You know what do you do then?
1: Well, I think it's it's the the victories that you are proud of.
0: Absolutely, and I completely agree. And that that brings up a point that to and this kind of conversation it's inherent to us, Bob, because we keep talking about stuff like that. But guys, Bob brings up a great point where it's stuff that you're proud of, and that adds value to us where we don't we don't feel proud necessarily of victories that take very le- little effort. So, but we take pride in-
1: Or 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 are handed down to us.
0: Exactly. Or are just given to us that happen to fall into our lap because because of the place or situation we're in. We take pride in things that are under our control. We take pride in things that say, hey, this is a moment where I faced adversity and I had to pull myself up and I had to get myself going again. And I put in 110% of my effort and I eventually did get there. Those are the moments we're proud of. And that's what I reached back in the cookie jar for.
1: Well, you know, to be honest, I actually never, for my, I know that you do it very well. Uh, You have this quote unquote cookie jar, but you don't use the term. Um, I don't really do that. And I think I should do it. I should start doing that, to be honest, Um, because hearing from you and your your experience, um, it sounds like a smart thing to do. Uh, because because for me what i do is, is when i hit failure i'm like all right it's time to keep going and i just keep on pushing but i don't take the time to to remember the the, the past wins and what i felt like um do you mind if i share share a win that that i just thought of right now
0: please go ahead bob but then uh you know i'll, I'll keep it i think i'll reverse with you so you know early in this podcast you kind of shared a quote-unquote loss a learning experience um but also a great moment of growth And going after it and now you're sharing a win well early on in this podcast i talked about some of my own wins and stuff but uh i'll have a moment of humility vulnerability after you and share a few things i'm struggling with as well but yeah take it away
1: so uh, this is actually like a long long time ago like i would say five nope four four yeah five four or five years ago um when i was a very very poor student in high school i was i was a junior in high school i had I nothing. I had I got um when I was taking practice SAT, I got an eleven hundred out of twenty four hundred. Yeah, uh, so so that that's like that's like a forty percent or like a forty five percent out of a hundred, and the, the my practitioner like the the person hosting my my uh practice SAT, he was like yes. So so, so there's no way that I um I could go to any sort of. Good college, quote unquote, good college. I my my probably chances were probably either to go to the army, uh, or or go to a community college.
0: Now, Bob, did was that something your instructor actually said outright to you, or was that something that you thought they were thinking?
1: No, that person told it to my mom, and I heard, uh, wow, that that person say it. Um, I was like, and 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 I um, my mom, my mom then looked at me. And in her mind, she was like, No way, this is not going to happen. Um, so she started to to bring me to this after school program for just for SAT prep. And she was like, Bob, you're gonna do this no matter what, um, you're gonna get a good SAT score, you're gonna start getting good grades. And, um, and this is actually my first time telling the story. because, And I'm probably gonna butcher it. But I think that's part of the process. Um, and she sent me the SAT, uh, an SAT prep that was that was also during the time when I, when I was always playing video games I just played video games all day long my grade for all my classes were 70s 80s I had a 60 in Spanish um, or Chinese or whatever whatever language foreign language I had
0: um, <laughs> that, that's how good it was you don't even remember which yeah, one you were that, taking back then.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly um, but uh at the time I was like i need i need to make a change I need to start doing more things so I, I signed up for some extra classes uh in during that year for college Now class, classes basically uh classes at a local college uh that were giving me uh, college credits. I was like, "Okay, I, I need to make a change and I need to start studying more, especially at this college uh to to get the credits to 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 save." I guess my mom, some, some money and some face and also get into a good, uh, do well on my, on my SAT. So there was this, there was this time when I was, uh, I went to school, then I took the the bus to my college now class, which is the, the after school college program from, so it was from three to six. And then I took the bus again from to do the SAT prep, which was from six to nine.
0: Um, wow. dedicated guy
1: it was a big shift. It was a big shift from just me sitting home after, after two o'clock playing video games all the way to to 12 in the morning. Um,
0: Now, Bob, I want to, I want to interrupt you for a second for something um, very important that you talked about something that I get so attached to and why I love hearing all the stories from all the people I know is that moment that you talked about where you had that self-realization of I need to make a change. Now, those are simple words, but an extremely powerful message emotionally and for your identity for yourself. What was that? What was that like for you? What was the, What was the emotion behind that? Where you were like, I. There's something totally different that I need to accomplish in my life. That I need to do with my life.
1: Yeah. So uh, I told this story many times before, but I, I'm gonna actually just sh- share another part about it uh, because the the other story where, where I, I was I had a breakup and all that um, was. Was more so weight loss and mindset, but uh, but for my grade wise, um, it, it's a little bit of a different story, um, and uh, I don't think I ever told this to anybody. But um, so so my parents are very hands off. My my parents got divorced when I was two. Uh, after after ten years old, I just I lived with my mom, uh, or, or she took care of me while uh, I was in school, um, but she, but she wasn't really that. She's a helicopter mom, but at the same time, she was a very hands-off mom. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, um, but because she was very controlling, wanting me to do this and do that. Uh, but at the same time, she was also never home, um, so I could play video games.
0: Gotcha. So she had high, very high expectations, but wasn't necessarily the enforcer.
1: Yes. She had very high expectations, and yes, you're right. Um that is exactly the reflection that uh, defines the situation. And there was this one time where, where I was, I think it was Chinese class. I had Chinese class. And I got my progress report back, which is basically like a report card um, for just a, a block, a block chunk of time. And uh, my grades were like 70, 70, 70, 70, 50. And to that time, my mom didn't see my report card because she was a very, I guess, hands-off mom. And she just assumed that I was doing well in school. Gotcha. Um, So one day when I was playing video games, she was digging through my bag. She was actually cleaning my bag. And she she found this crumpled piece of paper. Um, She didn't know what it was because all my papers were probably crumpled. But this one looked (laughs) more crumpled than usual. Um, So so she opened it up. And she saw that it was my it was my progress report. Now, of course, she doesn't she, she didn't go through the American schooling system, so she didn't know what it was. So she thought it was like an official uh, report card and all of that, uh, which it kind of was, I guess, in 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 her eyes. And she was, and she went up to me and she started crying because she had all these expectations and then she saw the reality of what I was doing with my grades um and then that and then after that we went to the SAT prep to to test for my SAT and and now those were the same eyes she looked at me when she saw my my progress report
0: um and and Bob what was that like for you when you know you you knew the way you were living your life you saw that reaction in your mother what 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 was that experience like for you when you saw the change in your mother's emotions yeah yeah, for you.
1: yeah to, to continue the story um she, she we, we looked in each other in the eyes. I was still playing my video games um and then she she uh, pressed the button on the actual big uh desktop computer so so you know how like there's an on and off switch on the computer uh so she yep. just pressed it, and my entire computer went off. And she started yelling and crying at the same time, and it hurt. It hurt because at the time I, I didn't realize how 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 lucky I was to be born in a household where um, uh, I, I had such work hardworking parents. I, I didn't I didn't know that. Um, so so I started to yell back <laughs> at my mom, and this is a this is a this is a weird story because I actually never told the story before, and, and I'm surprised I'm telling this actually this well. <laughs> but i started yelling back at her about how she she uh would not take care of me she it, it, it didn't matter um all of that and long to make the long story short um we ended up both hugging it out crying on my bed and and wow. uh that moment i i knew that i needed to make a change with my grades
0: obviously well, and Bob, Bob, that sounds like a moment too, where not only you need, you know, you need to make a change, but there was a a divide between the two of you previously. And in that moment, you know, as ugly and as confrontational as it may have been, that was the moment where you and your mother were finally on the same page.
1: Right? Yeah, there we were all on on uh, the same page. Um. So then, uh, fast forward, I was I was uh, taking the bus to all these different preps. I was working hard. Uh, I, I think one, one thing that really helped me was was my environment that I was in, like most of my friends um, were trying to get good SAT scores and they were trying to get good grades. And now that I felt like I accepted, uh, I, I accepted that it was okay for me to do this. Um, I started and and um, I started to blend in more with uh, these people that were trying to, to get good grades. Um, and uh, to to make this long story short, even shorter, uh, or hopefully shorter, um, <laughs> the, the the purpose of why I'm telling you this is is the win, right? That that's where I'm trying to get to, and and this is the backstory, the build up to that win. So eventually, I took my SAT, and on the the second, the second or third try, I got a 2200 uh, on my SAT, wow. which is like a a, a 93 percentile
0: don't so tell you that much
1: well i mean but but the purpose is the purpose of the story is I got a forty four or whatever twelve hundred um out of twenty four hundred or eleven hundred out of twenty four hundred and I got a twenty two hundred at the end Absolutely. and I think to me, although grades don't really matter as much anymore and they're not a, a sole priority, that was a big win for me. That was and It was a win jar. because
0: the grade was combined with the grit. And when you combine the result with the grit you put in, that's where those stories come from. That's where those kind of battles and victories and those cookies in the cookie jar come yeah, from your strength.
1: Exactly. Like a 2200 isn't just handed off to every single person. You have to, you have to work for it, right? I There uh, there were times where I would just take an SAT uh, test over and over and over and over um, just, just to make sure that I understand the test format and, and the test questions. Um, and there was this list of, I think, 3,000 words, 3,000 vocabulary words, words like iota, whoa, um, complex words. And, and I would just be sitting there just memorizing the entire 3,000 word list uh, just to just to prove uh, to my mom that, that it was possible. And, and, and that was the moment, that was a good cookie jar moment. Uh, if we we're going we
0: to use that term, um, Bob, thank thank you for sharing that with all of us. And you know, for all those listening, this is a great reminder that we all have those stories, the moments of triumph where you combine some external success with the grit that you put in. And it's important to take time to really remember those for the accomplishments and everything that they're capable of being for you in those in moments of strength going forward. And if if you haven't had those yet think about areas in your life where you're saying where you might not be at the point of recognizing it yet, but with some deep reflection, the idea of I need to make a change. You might not want to make a change. It might not be comfortable to make a change. It might not be easy to make a change, but I need to make a change. That is a very powerful statement in life.
1: Yeah. So, so what's your story, Nick? Do you want to
0: share? (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, Bob, I want to talk a little bit about resiliency—the um, idea of getting back up over and over, and just living your life in the face of external rejection. Sometimes, so I, I told you how I went to Yosemite out with another PT friend of mine, right? Yep. Well, this girl, she is, she's an all-star dude. So crazy smart. Um, incredibly athletic, great girl. I actually, I was extremely surprised by how within like 48 hours of spending time with her in 48 hours, how much I got to know her so well. And so just a little background, I met her um, like a week and a half ago last Monday for half a day when I was working in, um, in her unit for PT. You know, had a good talk, enjoyed her and stuff, and we kicked it off. So we planned a trip to Yosemite together after that. It was a great time. Um, you know, after being, after with the trip to Yosemite, i had actually never gotten to know somebody so quick in a 48-hour period. I mean, and we were, you know, talking about friendship for through fire. We were hiking through uh, snow trails that, you know, sometimes went up to my hip went up to my knees a lot of the time. Wow. And it, it was a ton. Of, oh my gosh, Bob, it was a ton of fun being out there in the wilderness, definitely kind of chilly after. So uh, good to get back and get warmed up. Um, but yeah, enjoy, enjoyed it a ton. Great experience. We had definitely our own mishaps there. Sometimes the, with the being deep in the winter um, we had to put uh, tire chains on our tires and you know, one of those ended up breaking and everything. So we had to, figure out that so it's definitely a not a flawless trip but ton of fun great meeting here well to say the least um you know i i found myself having this a big crush on this girl and not only for you know the cool adventure we had but for you know who she was for her faith for her passion her intellect and all that stuff and so you know i want to keep getting to know her better we kept hanging out and stuff um and you know it's kind of it's It's a weird feeling in my mind where it's like, you know, if I got to know this girl with more than just two weeks left, I feel like I would be pretty interested in her. And, you know, there wasn't a I didn't necessarily like formally ask her out or anything, um, and she didn't necessarily formally reject me, but there was uh, a moment like that where i was you know having a desire for something more and she was very content with being just friends and it was one of those times where it was it was really tough cuz i'm like damn here's just like this badass girl kicking butt out there i'm really into a lot of the things she's into um this could be pretty sick but then that that moment of rejection is is tough and but i also benefited from it at, at the same time bob because it was um you know an affirmation for me to keep going, keep developing myself for who I am and to keep setting the lofty goals out there. And that I don't, um, another affirm- affirmation for me that I don't need that external validation that, you know, I'll just keep being me. And just because she said, no, doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with me. I just got to keep living my life, keep kicking ass out there and having a fun time with it.
1: So, so you talk about, um, in, in not being anything wrong with you. And that, that's a great, and that's a great perspective to have once you're, it, if you do get rejected. Um, so, so talk to me about what those actually feel those feelings were. I know, obviously, you said it was, it was tough. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Great question, Bob. Um, so you know, here I am. Um,
1: and, and, and also I'm, like a follow up, sorry to cut you off, uh, how you felt and how you how you dealt with it. Great, um,
0: great. great question, Bob. Um, so for me, it was initially we connected on so many things. We connected on, um, our sports, um, you know, obviously being not just within PT, but kind of the high level, um, area of PT that we both want to be involved with in a similar way. Um, we connected on our faith life. Um, we connected on just a lot of the way we live our life. I've never met, uh, I should say never met, um, She's one of the more sarcastic people that can actually put up with my sense of humor, which is a big accomplishment in life. Not many people can tolerate that for me, um, that she definitely keeps me humble. I'll tell you that much for sure. Um, so anyways, here we were going along and I was feeling more and more connected with her. Right. And when I face that, I think intuitively, or at least for me, when I face that moment of rejection, it, there's an initial reaction to kind of want to shut down to be less vulnerable. And for me, there was a reaction of, of thinking like my first snapshot was, oh, maybe this wasn't everything I thought it was. Maybe it wasn't the connection that I thought it was. And, and I start to question myself and, and that was the emotional reaction. Then I started kind of logically thinking about it, uh, you know, about 10 minutes later after she had left and I started thinking about, Hey, Nick, this isn't who you are. You're not somebody to doubt yourself like that. You're not somebody to invalidate your success. And so Bob, I think that that kind of talk was really important for me. Uh, then after that, I, um, I'll be, I'll be honest with you. I, I looked up on a YouTube ideas about, um, i'm not gonna say like love like i was in love or anything i just you know i liked the girl i had a little crush on her um but videos about like you know the whole quote about it's better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all and just look up kind of poetry like that just to get my mind straight to get that those kind of creative juices flowing um and to help me kind of set myself back on the right path. And so it went from initially moments of like, kind of riding this high, having this great experience to crashing down this low and realizing that life isn't in such extremes necessarily. It's, um, that I'm glad I took the courage to do what I did and I'm glad I had that connection, whether it turns into something or not.
1: Yeah. It sounds like you had this really self, uh, reflective moment, um, after, after she
0: left. Absolutely. And it's, um, I think for myself, I've, I've got a good un- intuition of myself. And so I know that I need those self, even if it, you know, um, sometimes when the pain is kind of acute, when it's, uh, initial and early on, it can be kind of painful to go through that. But I know for myself that if I do that and if I work through it, um, I'll be that much better for it. And so that is definitely, it was not comfortable for me to do that at first, but I'm like, Nick, this isn't, this isn't who you are. You're not somebody to get bummed out. Um, or I I might be realistic to get bummed out, but I'm not going to get bummed out and stop and stop making progress. So I knew I had to do something to pick myself back up, but also be real with myself because it doesn't do me any good just to kind of play tough guy, and never address anything. Um, so, you know, that's, that's how I handle it, Bob. And, you know, just got to keep getting out there, keep having fun, man.
1: Yeah, no, that that's an awesome perspective I have. And, um, I'm just curious, I, I, did you talk about this on your podcast?
0: Not yet, actually. Cause this, <laughs> this is real fresh, my friend. This was like a, a last night kind of thing. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. Yep. So maybe it'll, it'll be
1: uh, it'll it'll have a spotlight on your, uh, on your podcast.
0: Oh I think I think it will you know it's uh the podcast is absolutely uh, a moment for growth I'll tell you that much for sure
1: Yeah um was this your first time getting rejected
0: No not no not at all I've I've been used to getting rejected before I've been rejected many times I've been accepted many times um and that's just that's a part of life you know it's um not everybody out there is going to think that you're incredible and amazing. Not everybody out there is going to, um, you know, think that the times line up. And I don't know what the factors were for her. Maybe she wasn't as into me as I was not to her. Maybe for her, you know, it, it was honestly crazy for me because I have like another like week and a half I'm in the same state as her. So there's like, there is no logical reason um, in my mind, but in my mind at the same time being who I am, I'm like, man, I don't need, I don't need logic for this. So, uh, yeah, that's where I went.
1: Huh. that's interesting. Now that that's a good perspective to have, especially in, in those acute moments of, 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 failures and of pain. Um, I think, uh, I, I'm speaking for both of us now, but I think, that uh, once, once you realize that failure is a part of life and, and you, you gotta just roll with the punches and, and get up every time, that's where, that's where you grow
0: absolutely yeah and you, when you talk about rolling with the punches it's uh you know a lot of times people ask you how your day is and you say "eh, good because good is the automatic answer and good becomes really like a the undertone of emotionally bad or mediocre um i I mean i usually either say great or rolling with the punches because that means for me that i'm actively trying to get it right back in life where i want it to be
1: oh wow that is good i like it
0: so um, bob i want to, um anything else that you want to Talk about on this topic, otherwise you know I got a couple of things to move on with, yeah, go ahead, so I wanted to bring back this idea for you about um you setting your goal and you know not quite accomplishing it by the numbers, but really felt success um better than you achieving more than you had before, absolutely, and feeling like you gave it your all because I think it's incredibly important you know to set your goals for the stars. And if you happen to hit the moon, still get a celebration in there. I think that's incredible. And I think that's what we're all called to do is set lofty goals. At the same time, um last podcast when we talked about the setting goals, I kinda I, I made you pause for a second and I made you say like cause I, I heard those numbers that you were talking about and I'm like and if do you remember what I said to you when I checked in with you about that?
1: Um uh, remind me.
0: Yeah, so I, I talked about how, you know, those I like the goal you're setting. I like the growth you're having with that, but those, the numbers themselves are out of your control that, you know, you can't, you can put in all the work you want to, and you can't guarantee the 400 people to show up from that. And you decide to still kind of push through with that anyway, you know, as far as saying kind of like the yay or nay, as far as if you met your goal or not, I'm leaving that up to you, Bob. I'm totally putting that um, on you. That's not a decision for me to make externally for you. That's something for, um, you know, I'm here for your accountability, but I'm also here to promote that reflection in you for what you want. So I will totally accept either way, whether you feel successful with that or not. But I do want to encourage you for the future to um, and rem- reminder for everybody out there, including myself, to set goals that um, to That's at least cool. that when you have accountability for them to, sound, uh, to set goals that are measurable and, and controllable. Exactly and controllable. Yes. Yeah.
1: So. I feel both a yes and no. Uh, yes, I, I had the growth uh, that I was aiming for, and I think that was the purpose of accountability. And no, I didn't reach the numbers, and, and there's a guilt associated with that, um, uh, or, or like a guilt and and uh, this this piece of a failure for me, I guess. Um, and so, as far as the bet itself, I think that I'm going to consider this a win. But at the same time, I'm considered this a fail. So I think that uh, for the $500, I think I'm going to still maintain it on the line. Um, so I, I think I'm going to use like a, a get out of jail free card. And, and again, I don't want to seem like this is a, a cop out because I didn't want to accomplish my goal. But, but two, the mental growth was there. And that was what I was aiming for.
0: Absolutely. I think- and, um, you know, Bob, I think one, I, I agree with you. I'm and I'm totally okay with that. You know, you asked me to be, your accountability partner. And I, I wouldn't leave it to a decision like that or a coin flip for that if I truly didn't believe that it it wasn't there for you, like it wasn't an actual decision. So I, I do agree with that. And I think the big key that you have to ask yourself is, does saying either yes or no to this goal that I technically achieved it or not, is that gonna affect your accountability in the future? You know, by saying that, yes, you met this goal, um, do you still feel like the accountability through my partner? Yes,
1: that's, I what, that, that's what that that's was gonna uh, touch upon. Um, so, moving forward, this is probably gonna be the only get out of free card, whatever uh, that I'm gonna use because I, I learned my lesson. And this is that was an outcome goal that I set. Like you said, that I I didn't really have full hundred percent control. But then for the next few goals that I'm gonna be setting for myself, they're all gonna be goals that are hundred percent controllable and will prevent me from being in the situation where where it's a yes or no and there's a gray area
0: fantastic and you know bob so, i completely so yes, agree the
1: answer is yes okay it, it uh, will like- it will be uh, you will be still a very percent 100 uh, percent accountable because the, one there, there's this guilt associated with with not with not meeting the, the actual number does that make sense and that that That's- forces me to, to keep him going to two until i can reach that number
0: um and and, and for and- for everybody listening out there, one of the reasons that I'm leaving this to Bob and his decision and hearing his rationale is because it's, it's about more than a goal. This is about so much more than, you know, the game show of did you make it this week or not? It's all about the growth, the mentality that we attack our life with. You know, a manifest mindset, we're all about controlling the inner mind so that you let that become, to manifest into the external reality. And what Bob's shown is, a commitment to growth through that where I feel like by having him say this as a victory, um, kind of a victory with like an asterisk near it as like a side note will actually do give him more success because of the effort and everything he put into it. than it will with saying no, but at the same time, I think you're right, Bob, that this is kind of the, the last get out of free uh, jail, the last get out of jail free card. And, you know, it's, you, you learn the lesson, both in terms of the effort you want to put in and the success that way, but also the making sure that your goals are controllable for yourself.
1: Yeah, definitely. And and speaking of goals, I'm, I'm going to set one uh, now with the accountability on um, is I want to have uh, two blog posts up. On my website and and then an email and email my email list plus the the Facebook ads have them continue um so so I just I just threw a lot out there, but um just basically have two blogs up on my website by the next time we meet and uh email out to my email list one time per week and have that Facebook ad still keep on running uh so for me to not stop
0: Fantastic. Um, okay, and now Bob, just and- to clarify is this? is this two blog posts per week, or is this just two blog posts by the time we next meet?
1: Uh, by the time we meet. So Good. so these blog posts are longer form blog posts. They're around 2,000 to 3,000 word articles uh, that sure. I'm writing, um, so, so yes.
0: Absolutely. No, that sounds like a great plan.
1: What about you, Nick? Do you want to set anything? Um,
0: so, for me, I'm not gonna say anything concrete, but um I want to finish off my last week of clinical strong um you know, it's been seven incredible weeks here so far, um and I want to finish it off with honor and kind of with respect and reverence for everything I've done so far, all the great people I've met, all the patients I've had the opportunity to serve, all the great clinicians I've spent time with, and just my time out here in California. so I'm not setting a concrete goal, but living with intention to make this a heck of a great last week.
1: That's awesome. I like it. I like the sound of it. All right, Nick, is there anything else you want to add before uh, we conclude for today?
0: Bob, I think we've had a fantastic, well-filled, a little bit of a scattered, but juicy episode. So (laughs) thank you so much for your commitment to this, taking the time for this. And I hope you have a fantastic week until next time we talk in Manifest Mindset.
1: Yep. Thank you so much for listening.